Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Our show originates in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. We connect you to the songwriters and the stories behind your favorite songs. Join us as we take a look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Now, here's your host, Dave Linehan. As I mentioned in episode zero of the podcast, which was kind of an, an intro to the show and to myself, I am Dave, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm just surrounded by songwriters, which is a very cool thing for me, being a songwriter myself. You see, I enjoy immersing myself into the culture and the creativity and meeting and talking to fascinating people. And our guest today is really one of the most interesting ones I've met in the past year and even had a pleasure of writing a couple of songs with last year. But before I introduce him to you, I want to talk a little bit more about songwriting and the direction of the podcast. You know, every writer that I meet has a great story or two to tell, and I'm very interested in sharing those stories with you. So on this podcast, we'll make a connection with some of these folks, very creative people. People like to get together. Think about this. They get together and they make stuff up, and then they set it to music. Does it sound crazy? Some of them have uh, carved out quite a living writing songs, and some are just getting started in their journey. And See, I want to talk to those people, too, and bring you their stories, kind of cheer them on. But if you think about the magic of songs, really, it truly is magic. I mean, a song could be like a time machine. It could take you back to special memories, to simpler time, great memories. A song can lift your mood, make you want to sing, make you want to dance. It can also take you to places that you've never been. And as songwriters, see, these folks, they put these words to melodies that can take you back, do all those things in a very short format. We're talking three, three and a half, four minutes. We're not talking books or novels here, although my guest has written quite a few books and we'll be telling you about that and his other accomplishments too. But I want to introduce you to him. As a songwriter last year, my guest wrote over 300 songs. That is an incredible, incredible pace. You could say prolific and you can also say that he made very good use of of his COVID-19 quarantine time. Uh, Let me introduce you through Zoom from Santa Fe, New Mexico. My guest is Bill O'Hanlon. Hi, Bill. How are you this morning? Hey, Dave. Good to see you. Good to hear you. Good to I love your. I always love your radio voice when we're <laughs> writing. I'm just like, that's the FM voice. Yeah. I grew up listening to it with FM radio. I always love it. Love songs. No, um, but it's good to have you on the show, Bill. 300 songs. Let me, first of all, how did you do it? 300 songs? You know, I, I before I came to Nashville, this, and this is a culture in Nashville, I had really never co-written. I, you know, for me, songwriting was a solitary thing. You're sitting in a room, pouring your heart and or your joy or whatever, you know, your sorrow, your joy, your heartbreak, yeah. your love, whatever, into a piano or guitar, which is mainly what I use. And I just couldn't imagine how this could be a collaborative. I knew about, you know, Lennon and McCartney and, you know. <laughs> Uh, Rogers and Hart and all those people that co-wrote, but I just thought, well, that was sort of tin pan thing, and the Beatles just sort of stumbled on that great combination. But mm-hmm. that wasn't me. And I came to Nashville and I pitched some of my songs, and I got some mentors. And one of my mentors, Sharice uh, Baltori, uh, who's oh, I love Sharice. We're hoping to get her on the say, show. I, yeah, I really like your songs, Bill, but you should go write. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was like, you have to hear it a hundred times. She probably said it 15 times before I thought, hmm, maybe I should go write. <laughs> and, uh, and then when you get to Nashville, you find out people get up and they do rounds and they say, I wrote this with so-and-so and right. so-and-so. And we got together one day and then I heard the culture in Nashville, which was they treat it like a business. You know, yeah, you get up and you write a song in the morning. 
with two other people or one other person or three other people, you know, it's usually three is the combo um, to, to get that sweet spot. And then they go to lunch and they come back in the afternoon and they right write in. another one. That's I, right. How do you do that? How yeah. do you, you know? Yeah. I would just wait for inspiration to come, but they show up. And, you know, it's funny because you mentioned in, in the intro, I've written a bunch of books. I've written 30, 39. I'm on number 40 at the moment. Wow. And, I never waited for inspiration. <laughs> I never actually didn't want to write books. I didn't like writing books. I loved to have written. Mm -hmm. So I would make myself sit down and then the inspiration would come, of course, gotcha. once you put in some of the perspiration. So <laughs> I thought, well, I sort of know that from book writing. I wonder if it could work with uh, songwriting. And it does work for me. And I've found it works better and better as I get better at co-writing to get into a room where somebody might have an idea that sparks something. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. this conversation between you and me is that you'll say something and it sparks something off in me and I'll say something and it sparks something off in you. And it's a conversation. And so songwriting as a conversation is a little different from songwriting as a monologue. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, you can get inspired by other people. You can get sometimes Somebody will just be sitting there noodling on a guitar and just say, wait, play that again? Oh, yeah. I have an idea for that. Yes. And, or they bring in a title or a concept or someone just starts singing. And you think, ah. Oh, and sometimes those. That sounds like the am angels. Amazing things happen. Like I had, I had been playing this melody uh, for about a month and a half. And I kept, and I played for my wife and I'd go, what is this? Have you heard this before? And she goes, no, but I really like it. And, um. Fine, I had a songwriting um, appointment. Girl comes in, Melissa, my friend Melissa comes in, and she starts singing the same melody on an idea for a song she had to pitch that day. I go, are you kidding me? Listen to this. And I played it. I said, I've been playing that for about a month and a half. So sometimes things like that just happen, and you just got to scratch your head a little bit. But that's the magic of co-writing and getting there in the room with folks. Yeah, There is a magic to it. And, and you said about, you know, we make stuff up. Yeah. The thing about songwriting and the thing about co-writing is really amazing. You walk into a room, you got nothing. Maybe you mm -hmm. have an idea, yeah. but you got nothing. And you walk out of the room and sometimes you have one of your favorite songs. Sometimes I'm walking around my house singing a song at the top of my lungs or mm -hmm. whistling a song or something. And then I realize, ooh, that's my song. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I that. It's as catchy as some of the stuff on the radio. And I think of it like alchemy, like those old alchemists in the Middle Ages who saw them trying to make gold out of air. Yeah. And yeah. I think we take air and we make gold out of it when we write songs. It's like alchemy. It's that is a great, great analogy, Bill. It really is. Yeah. Hey, listen, before we get any further and talk about your accomplishments and things you've done, because I want to talk about it, let's play one of your songs. And I think it kind of talks a little bit about what we were talking about in the opening here, um, music as medicine. So um, why don't you give us a little intro. Tell us about this song, how you wrote it, and who's singing the demo and everything, and we'll play it. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a combination. That, you know, as you say, sometimes it's magic, and sometimes you get together with two other people, and it's just the right personalities, yeah. right combination of skills. Somebody's a little better at melody. Somebody's a little better at guitar. Or somebody's a little better at lyrics or ideas. And for some reason, there are some of these. We get together, and lightning strikes every time that we write. And this is one of those combinations. Um, some um, one, some of my favorite co-writers, my my roommate in Nashville. I have a place in East Nashville and a place in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where I'm talking to you from right now. Since the COVID, I sort of retreated back here. And my roommate, Michelle Canning, 
And uh, one of my favorite co-writers um, with that combination is uh, Greg Wilson, who plays out in town all, Love all Greg. over the place. He's, he's going to be on our show and soon, he, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's great. You know, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I always joke with him, and I, I hear so much of his stuff on social media, and I've gone out to see him in shows, and I always kid him, and I say, you know, every song I hear of yours, Greg, is fantastic. And yeah. I know I write some songs, and I really love writing with you, but – the one thing all those songs that I've heard from you have in common is Greg Wilson. So it must be Greg and not Bill. That's what I say. So <laughs> I say the same thing when Greg, I write with him. It's Greg and Michelle and not Bill. Yeah. All right. So let's play it. It's called Medicine. And I uh, hope you enjoy it here on Songwriter Connection, the podcast. Stacking up too many to pay. Bank accounts are low and the truck needs new brakes. Rough day at work, boss on my back. But I know what to do with days like that when the world gets the best of me. I put my favorite song on repeat. Music's my medicine, teaching me lessons, soothing my soul and healing my heart. It can get me high, it can make me cry Stitch me together when I'm falling apart On a country drive, or a lonely night Singing along, or just listening to a song Music's my medicine Watching the news is getting to me When I start losing faith in humanity I get on the road and go And I turn on the radio Music's my medicine Teaching me lessons Soothing my soul and healing my heart It can get me high It can make me cry Stitch me together when I'm falling apart On a country drive Or lonely tonight Singing along or just listening to a song Music's my medicine Music's my medicine Teaching me lessons Soothing my soul and healing my heart It can get me high, it can make me cry Stitch me together when I'm falling apart On a country drive, or a lonely night Singing along, or just listening to a song Music's my Great song. Bill O'Hanlon's our guest. We're making a songwriter connection with Bill from uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico on our Zoom uh, this morning on uh, on our podcast, The Songwriter Connection. Uh, great song. Song we can maybe hear on the radio someday. I imagine you're pitching that around town. 
you know? Yeah, pitching it around that. And just mm-hmm. props to Dave Smith for doing that demo and that vocal. Well, he's amazing. Um, although Greg, I wanted Greg to sing it. Greg's like, no, I want Dave to sing it. But, Greg's uh, got a great he voice. He does a great job. Yeah. You'll hear him play it out occasionally. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I watched a lot of rounds with, with Greg and played a few, and, and he's a great song. He's going to be on our show in March. And yeah. uh, he's a guy who's who's only been in town for just a little over a year, but has really lit up, lit up the town. Everybody wants to write amazing with him. Guy. He's playing amazing. everywhere around. He's doing it right. So we'll get to know him a little bit later on. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, great song, uh, Bill. And let's get to know you a little bit more. Now, you are let's your accomplishments are just it's absolutely amazing. Psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, educator, uh, public speaker. Am I leaving anything out? <laughs> I always joke, you know, a psychotherapist with the emphasis on psycho. Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I actually I did one more thing, which has allowed me to be a songwriter. What's that? I became an internet marketer. You know, oh. I, I I used to travel around the world and teach workshops on psychotherapy. I'd written a bunch of books on psychotherapy. It was on Oprah with one of them. And, yeah, I was um, going to ask you about that a little bit. And yeah. um, I got tired, you know, like, like touring musicians. You're away from home all the time. You're away from your friends and family. And, you know, it's a wonderful life in a certain way, but it's a tough life in another way. It really disrupts your everyday life and your mm-hmm. friendships and family life. So, at a certain point, I went through a, 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 a relationship breakup, a quite big relationship breakup. And I said, I've got to change my life. I'm gone all the time. I can barely function in my relationships or my friendships. And I really like my friends. So I thought, well, you know, everything's gone online. This is about 15 years ago um, and a little more, maybe 16 years ago. Everything's gone online. I'm not the youngest person in the world, um, but I can learn. I know how to learn. I really love learning. And so I'm going to learn how to put my stuff online, you know, because I was passionate about my work. Mm-hmm. I'll put it online and I'll learn to do internet marketing. And I studied with some internet marketers. I paid a lot of money to learn from them. They were making millions of dollars. And I'm thinking they're selling, you know, this stuff like, I don't know, one person was selling how to train horses in dressage. And I'm like, I'm changing people's lives because I'm a psychotherapist and I'm telling them, you know, how to be happier and how to have better relationships. So I should be making not millions maybe, but good money doing this and not have to work so much all yeah. the time. Good idea. So I learned to put my stuff online, create it once, sell it again and again. And I made so much money. I, did, I you know, I didn't have to work anymore. And I wow. was a hippie back in my older days. Um, <laughs> I was listening to your Billy Lee podcast. We're about the same age. And the Beatles was my first live concert. So that sort of wow. accommodates me. Wow. And uh, I was a hippie back in the day. And I didn't really deal with money. I didn't know anything about money. I didn't want it. I didn't want to deal with it. And so therefore, I was always thinking about money because I never had any. Mm-hmm. But um, at a certain point, I just mastered the whole money thing. It's like, wow, I've made so much money online that I can do what I want. And one of the things that it was a long time dream of mine because I've been doing it over the years, but not full time and not seriously with songwriting. So mm-hmm. that sort of I went through that psychotherapist journey. I loved being a psychotherapist. I loved helping people and reducing their suffering or maybe helping them not kill themselves, you know, as serious yeah. stuff. And serious I was stuff. a relationship therapist. So now being a songwriter, I have pretty good insight into what goes right and what goes wrong with relationships, how people fall in love, how they fall out of love, how they get in trouble. So I have a million stories oh, that that's I great. can draw upon. Yeah. So that, that has helped my songwriting. Well, you know, in, in, in you talk about all these books that you, you like, you're, written, you're on your 40th book and three of which are songwriter books, right? Um, that's right. Tell us about those a little bit. Yeah. You know, what, 
you know, when I came to town and, you know, it's funny because you said you want to talk about the Oprah book, but I do. <laughs> I, I wrote a bunch of books and then probably, I don't know what it was. My 20th book, I don't know, 25th, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Was I, I wrote a bunch of books for psychotherapists and I would start writing books for people in the general public, which are called trade books in the, in the trade. Right. And one of them got on Oprah and it was featured the whole hour and it sold a good amount of, it was published by Harper. It's called do one thing different. One thing different. ever since I've been on there. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, it's like a songwriting thing. If you got a CMA award or a song of the year or whatever, every time someone introduces me and they get to that part of bill's had this book that was on <laughs> oprah he was featured on oprah people sit up when i do live <laughs> speaking they sit up in a different way they're like oh i guess we should pay attention to this guy the He's oprah guy oprah. yeah so, there's the oprah well, guy. <laughs> that, that happened when i went to nashville as uh-huh. i had a bunch of people and someone would say oh yeah but they'd introduce me i had bills but a bunch of books one of them got i'm on oprah and people were like what you know so <laughs> Um, one, one, uh, two of my mentors were, I'm, I'm actually wearing the t-shirt Songtown. Great organization. Songtown. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marty Dodson and Clay Mills, both hit songwriters, had a number of several number ones, uh, six, I think a piece, maybe more. And a bunch of other cuts started this online community. And when I started to get serious about songwriting, I just Googled online songwriting instruction and community. So I joined Songtown early on and they were great mentors and I got to know them personally. And Marty and I went out to coffee in East Nashville where we both live at Sips Coffee House. And he said, tell me a little about yourself. And I was talking about the books and he goes, you know, I've always wanted to write books. Oh yeah. Well, what? And he'd written one sort of, you know, a small one years ago. And he said, I wanted to, I want to write three books. And he told me about them. And one of them was about lyric writing, which is his specialty. And he had a particular slant on lyric writing that I'd never heard before. And I learned it in Songtown. And I said, well, you know, that's a great idea. You know, and I know how to write books. Just pick my brain. And I went home from Nashville to Santa Fe, where I spent, where I spent 20 days a month in those days. And I was 10 days in Nashville. Um, and I, it's one of my superpowers. I just am good at outlines. I was driving home uh, one day and I had the outline for the book that Marty should write. And so I sent him the outline. I said, here's the outline. Cause I'd studied his stuff and I studied with him, studied lyric writing with him. And I said, if you want to write it on your own, here's the outline, take it and go. And if you want me to write it with you, I know how to write books. I'm fast. And I wrote that book in about three weeks part time and sent it to him. We went back and forth a few months and added and subtracted and edited it. And it was out before we knew it. And it's called Song Building and it's Mastering Lyric Writing. And it's got an idea in there that when you said, how do you write 300 plus songs a year? Mm -hmm. If I didn't have that idea, I wouldn't have been able to write 300 plus songs a year. Co-writing? And having that idea uh, that Marty has put forth in that book, I was really his amuensis, just the guy who sort of facilitated the writing of it. And I used some of the writing that he'd done on his blog as part of it. And it just lays it out really well and makes it faster. So co-writing and having a way to organize yourself, to think about the idea that you come up with and make sure you write it clearly and write it quickly. Um, that's, that was key for me for writing all those songs. So um, once I did that, Clay, his partner in Songtown, is more of a melody guy or is known more as a melody. He does, but they both do lyrics and melody. But um, Clay said, well, I want to write a book with you. Melody, let's write a melody book. Uh-huh. So I said, I think that'd be great. But when I first came to Nashville, because I'm a reader, I love to read. I read a couple of books a week. 
there, I couldn't find a book about co-writing. And that's a hole in the market. He said, well, maybe we should write that because I'd taken a class with Marty and Claire on co-writing and it really helped me be a better co-writer. So we wrote that book and now Clay and I have just finished. It should come out maybe about the time you're, uh, you're talking to Greg Wilson, maybe in March of uh, 2021 here, um, a book called Mastering Melody Writing. And that was a harder one to write. Lyrics are easy to write, uh, easier to write about than melody, but we pulled it off and, and, just like Marty has some great ideas about lyrics, um, Clay has amazing ideas about melodies and making your melodies better and editing your melodies and making them hookier and so a bunch of techniques that have just elevated my melody writing to a, another level altogether. So I'm really excited about sharing that with you. These are e- essential that. things, Bill, if you want to be a songwriter today. So I highly recommend people pick up these books. I read Song Building and very much enjoyed it. I got mine on Kindle. Where else can they find your books, Bill? Uh, yeah, they're they're on Apple. You know, they're on Apple Books. They're in Kobo. They're all the ebook formats, and then yeah. there are print uh, formats you can get it. Some people like the print version. Some people like the ebook versions. But um, yeah, the second one's called the Songwriter's Guide to Mastering Co-Writing. Okay. So um, mm-hmm. and they're Songtown Press, and you can get them through all the online and you know uh, Amazon is where most people buy them these right. days. But you can get them through Songtown as well if you want to go through Songtown and mm-hmm. check them out there. Are you reachable too uh, online and things? You got a f- website things to tell folks about? Are you reachable? Yeah, not really. You know, since I did make my money online, I just <laughs> you know I used to have this website that was all selling stuff and trying to promote myself. I actually disappeared from the web because I had so many people. I had, I have 47,000 people on my email list to write me all the time. Oh I'm like, ah, I That's don't great. want to get any more emails. So I'm, I'm pretty, I, I do have a website called billohalen.com where you can go and just one more page information. You just find a little about me. That's it. Go. And then mm-hmm. I have some music pages, but I'm the songwriter. I'm not the artist. Well, I have 11, I have 11 indie cuts and I have a little, playlist on spotify of those indie cuts oh. but that's about it hey we can check out more of your music on spotify so hey let's talk about sync writing right now this is a new concept that well not a new concept but i mean it's a lot of songwriters are pursuing it can you tell us a little bit about sync and the success you've had well, with it yeah i mean mm-hmm. there there's a couple of things that go into this one is i've been writing mostly country because you know when i came to nashville it's the closest to what i was writing on my own sort of singer songwriter um more story oriented songs and you know garth brooks came in and it was like he was influenced by james taylor me too mm-hmm. and so that brought that tradition in there and i thought well country's the closest the stuff that's on pop radio is a little different from what i'm writing rock i don't really rock out that much i was i was in some bands but i'm mostly a singer songwriter kind of thing so but here's the problem these days with country you know, like getting a country cut and getting a country hit is like winning the mega millions lottery. It's pretty unlikely. You've yeah. got to be writing at a high level and then you got to be lucky and get the right song to the right person at the right time. It's a lot of, lot of magical things have to happen to make it happen. It's doable because people do it all the time and Sweet. new writers come to town and they do it all the time. But sync is you can write any variety of music you like, singer, songwriter, pop, R&B, 60s, you know, British pop, Brit pop. You can write anything, and there's a need for it somewhere, and they call it sync because it's short for synchronization. It's music that synchronizes with video, uh, you know, or, or moving pictures. So it's in TV, movies, and uh, commercials. 
And so you hear an Apple commercial and they've got a cool song on there. Mm -hmm. That's sync. So it's easier to get a sync placement than it is to get a pop or a rock or a country hit or an R&B hit or a hip hop hit. Um, So I decided, well, I'm going to spend at least part of my time doing that because I just love writing songs. And as you said, I've written a bunch. You know, I'm already on, it's a little month in. I've already written more than one song a day this year. So I'm pretty prolific. And I really want to get my music out and get it heard. And when I'm listening to, when I'm watching Netflix, I'm hearing songs all over Netflix when I'm watching shows. Me too. Movies or TV shows or commercials. And so I'd like to get my songs heard by millions of people. That's partly why we write, because we want to communicate with other people and move other people and touch them emotionally or melodically or get them up and dance, as you say. Mm -hmm. And uh, so sync for me was a lot easier to get in. And I uh, got my first sync placement this last year. I really was... I was an apprentice in songwriting to uh, for I, I've only been doing it seriously for about five years. And they say, naturally, I say it's a 10 year time. So I'm yeah. Okay. I'm about halfway through. Um, <laughs> but I've already had more success than I imagined because my mentors just said, just put your head down and just learn to write better and write a lot of songs. It's like that 10,000 hour thing. You just get better at it. Mm-hmm. You find your best co-writing partners and you develop relationships in the world, mm-hmm. in the music world. So I just started pitching my songs seriously in the last year. You and I have been on some uh, pitch things together. We yeah. were on one last night. Actually. That's right. And That's um, right. and uh, you got a song taken, and I got and, a song and you taken. Did. Yes, congrats. Which is really nice. Yeah. Which is very nice mm-hmm. both for both of us. Uh, but um, I just I got a. I, I've written a bunch of songs and I've got, you have to own the masters, the, mm-hmm. the master recording, like it has to be radio ready as they call it. Um, and you have to own that master to be able to pitch it to sync. And most of the time in Nashville, we're doing demos, which are not radio ready. They're not to that quality. And also you don't own the master. You, you paid a demo rate and your musicians say, if you want to pay for a master, you have to pay more. Most, That's right. yeah. most songwriters are not going to do that because it costs a bit more money, but I happen to have a bunch of masters of my country songs because because I had a fair amount of money when I first came there and I didn't know any better. So I would just hire people to do master level quality well. things. And I pitched some of my country songs. Someone said, is rare in sync, but we need some country songs for a CMT series. So I pitched it. They didn't get into the CMT series, but in the next month, I got a placement on an MTV show, That's a great. reality TV show called Bush Family Brood. All right. And it was it was instant money. It was like, what? It's a thousand dollar placement. They, they wow. shared the people who pitched it, shared a thousand dollars. And I got $500 within a week. And wow. I was like, Whoa, that's pretty good. That's, that's mailbox money. And uh, <laughs> then I make money on the back end because as a songwriter, get royalties when they play it. Okay. So um, I like, Oh, I'd like to do a little more of this because it gives me the freedom to go outside the country genre. And um, yeah. I, since the first of the year I've had, uh, 10 uh, songs taken into music libraries or by music supervisors who are looking for music for movies, TVs, and commercials. Well, so, that's great. I've, I've got a little sample I've, of one right here that you sent me called oh, yeah. Can You Dig It? And uh, that's, yeah, that should be in a, in a iPhone commercial. I okay. swear, a Verizon, a Verizon? Or something like that. So, well, let's listen to yeah, a little Verizon bit of it. Or anybody. It should be, it should be in one of those. If anybody's listening, yeah. get an idea can of how we'll catchy this is. Yes. Uh, can you dig it? Than a sugar cookie 
better than the 4th of July Loving how the whole thing hooks me Oh me, oh my Are you feeling me now? <laughs> and I could hear that in a commercial for sure. I can't do Yeah, that. I can absolutely. Visualize that commercial with the phone spinning around. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is fun. And it was, you know, it's such a it's such a joy to write music that has nothing to do with country music, which I've been focusing on and I love. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, just break out, write something that's totally different. So it yeah. just frees up one's creativity and you get to Write in a whole different style. I've never written in that style before, but there was a brief that said we want something for a telephone commercial and it needs to be in glitch. I had never heard of glitch. I had no idea what glitch is, so I went and listened to a bunch of glitch examples and we wrote that song and uh, it's great. I write that with my uh, sync partners. I have a group, uh, the couple of producers and songwriters that I work with, Mark Dolan. Mark Dolan, I was going to mention, uh, yeah. And Chris Icing up in Canada. And mm. uh, we just pump out the songs. We've written 20 songs this year so far. That's for great. Sing, so that's that's great. great. Reminds me of those like Grubhub commercials and uh, the new Kroger uh, campaign, you know, with the Absolutely, claimation yeah. kind of yeah, like animation. They, yeah. I, I'm not attached to a telephone commercial. <laughs> if the money is for Grubhub, they can twist my arm. That'll work for you, right? That'll work. As long as they pay the, as long as they pay the sync fee, I'm, I'm good. Bill, I can't tell you how great it is to have you on the podcast. It's good to get to know you a little bit more and to listen to your music i wish you complete success because you just you're just setting it on fire and um i'm so proud of what you've accomplished and done in such a short amount of time and like you see your book um you do one thing different um i mean it's an incredible book and i i i and this is the one that got you on oprah and uh it's good words to to live your life by and um you're an amazing guy and and i certainly appreciate you well, thank you so much. I mean, we've had a great time writing together and getting yeah. to know one another. And, you know, we sort of circled around each other because you knew people I knew and I knew people you knew. And I was like, I was hearing your name all the time. And, and it was like, the same way. Every time I was at a round, I'd hear a song and I'd go, and they'd go, that's a great song. And they go, well, I wrote, wrote that with uh, Bill O'Hanlon. So I just knew I had to meet this, I had to meet this <laughs> guy great. sometime. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. Well, thank you so much oh, it's for my having pleasure. me on. I, I listened to your first uh interview with Billy Lee, who's a buddy of mine as well. And um, boy, this is such a great series. I can't wait. I yeah. I was just riveted with everything Billy was talking about, his journey, and I can't wait to hear so many more journeys. So I really appreciate you having me on. And I'm, no, it's my pleasure, I'm, Bill. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about songwriting, and I just want to share it with the world. So. The, uh, the plan is to have a new show every other week, and uh, the first series, the first season is going to be 20, uh, 20 uh, podcasts long. Um, next show... Uh, will be with um, a country music radio broadcaster Hall of Fame member who I got to work with in Cincinnati, who's an incredible songwriter, does comedy stuff and serious stuff. He's He's been on a Grammy award-winning album. His name is Bill White, and we'll make a connection with Bill. Bill. You know Bill? He's a great guy. He'll be on the show next time. And we're going to take it out today with a song called Southern Nights, Bill, that you wrote. Tell us a little bit about this one. 
You know, it's a funny thing. I When I was in Nashville, because I know a little about marketing, I would brand myself, and I would always wear this pork pie hat, <laughs> the kind that they have in Breaking Bad, if you don't know what a pork oh, pie yeah. hat is, uh-huh. that Heisenberg wore Heisenberg. when he first changed his appearance. And I love that hat. I, I live in New Mexico, and they were selling Heisenberg hats. Like, I got to uh-huh. get myself one of those. So uh, when I go to Nashville, I'd always wear that. And it actually, a, a, a publisher recognized me within a couple of years, Woody Bomar. He's like, I recognized you by your hat i was like oh that's working that's really working one day i was at a songwriting event and i met this guy with a similar hat and we just started chatting and i said songwriter and he goes yeah i go yeah i'm a songwriter too he goes well we should write sometime man so (laughs) i gave him one of my books and we wrote and this is the first song that we wrote he just came to my house uh, called the hit house in east nashville sat down he said you know driving over here i had this idea southern nights you know i sort of grew up in the south and i have these memories i'm like let's write it and we wrote this song and later he said what do you think about making this a duet i was like Mm. oh it sounds like i can hear it it sounds like faith hill and tim mcgraw you know and so like let's do it that way so we just changed the words a little and we um this this is our song all right southern nights Nights. bill o'hanlon our guest thank you bill pleasure to have you on the show thanks dave i remember sneaking out trying not to make a sound heading down that gravel road to the swimming hole magnolia shade all around Slipped off your moonlit gown Then you turned to me and said Let's dive right in Those southern nights We were younger Those southern days We felt the heat, the hunger That southern love It ain't like no other When the sun goes down, you want it to last forever Those southern nights Born to be a southern belle But you were always raising hell
an amazing song, Bill, filled with so much energy and so many uh, wonderful memories. And uh, it's kind of like we were saying, songs could take you to places you've never been. If you've never been in the South, you get the feeling from that song. And uh, just a great job. Who uh, who were singing there uh, on those demos? Do you remember? You know, to tell you the truth, my uh, my co-writer, Sam uh, Music, did that. Mm-hmm. And I've forgotten. It was a... <laughs> well... Oh, uh, Alyssa, I think, is the female, With over 300 songs a year. It's not surprising. I'm sorry. I'm terrible yeah. at that. But yeah. uh, I should write was, it down because people have asked me that before. <laughs> I just think they did a great job. It, it, it really was. Great great success to you on that. Hey, thank you so much for joining us um, and maybe we'll do it again sometime. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, we, we, we could do it in person after COVID. After COVID. We can do it in person. I'll bring my guitar and piano and you will do it. Live. Right here around my dining room table. So I thank, will play one of the songs we've written. Oh, that would be cool. That'd be very nice. That'd yeah. Join us on the next Songwriter Connection podcast with our guest Bill White. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Linehan's Nashville Connection radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. Songwriter Connection.